Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control again. So watch this. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. The Oshios Show. With your hosts, Yanni and Jay. And that's it. We're live. So we can just get right into it. Episode fifth or sixth around there. Not quite sure about the Odeo Show. That's what it's called. Which is just a fancy word for useless. That's what it means. Because it's a completely pointless show. We just talk about whatever. Well, that's a, the concert's a good thing to start off on. You've been how many times have you seen that? Uh, I've seen Steel Panther like fifteen times. So. Uh, and people are unfamiliar with uh, Steel Panther. It's kind of like a joke off of like eighties hair metal, but it's more of like professional musicians uh, with uh, sick and disturbing lyrics <laughs> uh, on uh, women and. Uh, other things, but it's a great show, and you're guaranteed to see naked women at the show, and a lot of debauchery that goes on at the show. So, what's, so what's the craziest thing you've seen at one of those shows? Um, so last year, um, went to the Steel Panther show, and there was a, a guy that was uh, paralyzed from the waist down. Got uh, he set a crowd serving from the back of the crowd. Uh, in his wheelchair. They pass him all the way to the front of the stage. All the girls were on stage. They they do a song called 17 Girls in a Row about a big gangbang. And all the girls would come on stage and party and do everything else. So this guy's on stage and one of the girls decided to undo his zipper and she was just like stroking his stroking his well, the wiener and everything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she went back in, but the thing wasn't going to get hot. The guy's barely yeah, yeah, from the waist yeah. down, obviously. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the big thing about it was uh, she was just she was just rubbing the wet noodle, and, <laughs> and, and, and by the end of the night, this girl had lost her bra. She's outside when we're, when we're all shit faced when we're trying to leave the place, and we'll have the sausage guy standing in Boston, and she's wondering what happened to her bra. And everything else, we're like, oh, if you didn't rub on the guy's wet noodle all fucking night, maybe you would have lost your bra or everything else. But but listen, that was the best night. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, all in all, it, 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 hey, it was one of the guy's best yeah. best night of his life too. You know, I never got to meet the guy, but uh, I've never seen anybody in in the Crowds over two thousand cards easily in my life. I've never seen anybody crowd surf over uh, almost like a hundred and fifty, two hundred feet on top of a crowd in a wheelchair. So, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's So what's that uh, crystal mess we were just talking about? All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm really interested, and I, I went inside just so I didn't hear because I want this to be the first time I hear this. So in, I was in the service from 1989 until 1995, and uh, I did a bunch of stuff. The military back then didn't pay you much, and it still doesn't pay you much now, which is uh, which is bad, you know. But um, So I used to bounce in a shirt club. And I was friends with the owner and uh, the DJ and everything else. And this is back in the days where, like, Tool, Tool was first coming out, Pantera. Yeah, yo, I loved it. Like, you know, like, Pantera, and I found out later, and it wasn't until I got into the service, that Pantera was a handband in, like, 87, 88, 89. They were, like, like glam rock with a long hand until Phil and Samuel joined the band. But, um, 
So it was a big party one night. He said, oh, well, I'll go to the house afterwards. Everything, all the strippers would go back to the guy's house. And big party. And uh, so we're there, and I see what the DJ. And he's like, and I was like, ah, whatever. You know, he was smoking shit. I'm like, I thought it was a little bit of weed. I, I smoked a bunch of weed when I was a kid. And uh, but he was smoking shit off some tinfoil. So he had like some tinfoil fold of a half, and he, he's lighting it up underneath, and it's like smoking up. He's sucking up on a straw. He goes, ah, oh, try some of this. He never told me what it was. So I do it, and I'm like, I smoke a big giant hit off this whole giant piece of tinfoil. Turned out later, I found out it was crystal meth, or what did they call it back then? And uh, I found myself, so this whole party's going on, this debauchery, naked girls, girls dancing in the fucking guy's house. And uh, I'm running on the guy's treadmill. And I didn't stop for hours. I was just a ball of sweat. <laughs> and I'm like drinking water on the guy's treble. I want to get off the treble because I was like, it was like, yeah. hey, listen, I, I would never do that shit ever again. You know, obviously, because I can't even remember because I was probably drinking too much that night. But that was my one claim to fame that I, I, I tried one of the Melissa drugs that they warned everybody about <laughs> never ever to do. Yeah. Right? Where was it? I didn't even know. Like, uh, well, we're in uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. Oh, in Texas. That yeah, makes more so, sense. So we're, uh, we're, I was stationed at Fort Sill, and the club was in Fort Sill, but we all went to this big after party at the owner of the club's place, and he lived over the border in Texas, and, which was only like 30 miles, right over the border. We were in Texas, but this guy's out there had a big mansion. And everything else, but good times. But uh, except for that, I would never recommend that. <laughs> Or but, it wasn't like the bringing bad, the bad stuff side of what you see with crystal meth. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot different. Just a shoot yeah. up. Stuff. You can't. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, know, pipes, you didn't. You didn't chase the dragon when you were like. Oh yeah. Straw. Well, chasing, chasing a dragon. If you're chasing a dragon, you're doing um, lots of like heroin, uh, crack. Or your speedball and anything else. Oh, all these shits, all this stuff's gonna kill you anyway, one way or another, you know? So. Yeah, we see that a lot of that around here. That's for sure. Absolutely. I saw that uh, video you had on. <laughs> well, what was that lady like just running around the corner on uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. She was on. Uh, she was on. Uh, that's, listen, all that stuff is big down south, and you never get that stuff around here. Yeah. Thank God you never get it, but it's a oh, like, yeah. flocka. The flag, it's like a five dollar hit. You can do that shit. And she was doing everything. The that ride back and forth. No, no, no. That's all. That's all you can buy at the store, right? No, that's like the no, spice. That's you the, get uh, the spice and shit and everything else. But I mean, that like shit. Vodka, like, what is that? It's just chemicals and yeah, shit they put together and it'll just yeah, fuck your brain. Just like ecstasy. Everybody's like, ah, oh. and that's another thing. So, I mean, so my whole life, I. Shit loads of weed when I was a kid. We drank some Boots Farm wine, you know, on weekends and everything else. And there was a summer in 1988 when my buddy was a fisherman, and I hung out with all older guys. I was the only only boy in the family, so I hung out with my brother, all friends. And some guy dredged up like three big bricks of hash. And we're not talking about the hash. You don't see hash anywhere around it, but this is like, like. Hacks from the Middle East, like yeah. real shit, like the good shit. Guy dried it all, everything out, sold a couple of bricks off, and uh, we did that the whole summer. I mean, it was like 
phenomenal doing this shit. But you see people now, the kids talk about ecstasy, they do all the shit. Well, they don't realize, you know, every time you do ecstasy, it trips the serotonin from your brain and it takes days and weeks, to, you know, to, to build up. I'm not a scientist, but they tell you it takes all the stuff and and that's how they get you because then you need two hits of ecstasy. Yeah. The same thing for you, you know, three hits and everything else. That's how it ends up killing you. The yeah. problem with drugs nowadays, a lot of people have fun with a lot of the shit back then, but the shit now, a lot of the stuff's synthetic and they just add shit to everything. So, what's the way you're getting the shit? Yeah, it's ecstasy was huge in my brain. Like, kids are doing that all the time in high school. And Molly. Well, yeah, it's the same thing. I think ecstasy is just like, has other shit mixed in. Molly's like the pure what they say. I don't think anything's pure. You can't well, get anything you, you pure. get the pure stuff in Amsterdam, from what I've heard. Because it's legal, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, but around here, like, you know. legal, per se, but, like, they don't the coffee houses and everything else, they don't mess with the runners that deliver the stuff to them. Yeah, Because yeah. I've been out there, I've been in the Belgium and everything else, and a lot of that stuff, they don't bother with, but, you know, they, they limit it to a certain thing. But. I don't even trust People that just buy weed around here anymore no. with all this fentanyl going around. Yep. It's like that's the worst thing is fentanyl. Oh my god! How many stories? Are, I've already seen so many stories just this year of people like dying of fentanyl overdose just because they bought some weed. That's yep. what sprinkled some in. Yep. Just to try to hook them in. Well, back in my up. day, it was what do they call it? Uh, uh, what do they call it? They so they. Uh, they used to line the papers. They used to dip the papers in formaldehyde. Oh, God. <laughs> like they do for the dead bodies. Yeah. And you smoke some of that. And uh, so I wrote stories about that. And then I smoked a joint one time where it was laced with Coke. I sprinkled a bunch of Coke in it. I didn't tell anybody. We were all smoking the shit. And it was like, it was like a highlight. But don't forget, back then, the weed was nothing like it is tonight. You know, you can get for anywhere from like 12 to like 27% of THC. The weed, that sensibility and the shit, you know, lame's breath, the shit we smoked back then was probably like nothing, you know, compared to it. You can smoke yeah, all the yeah. joint and be like, ah, all right, I'm a little stoned, I'm all right, and everything else. But that one sent us over the edge, but it goes to show you what, what could happen to you with know, stuff that's up there. You know, so. I was just in San Diego, and the weed out there is like, they've obviously been working on that shit years. And I'd buy a joint pre roll and take like five hits off of it and I was already like oh my god no it was like 20 bucks for a joint for a one gram joint yeah it was like yeah it was like one gram in it it was like well they taxed the shit out of that it was really like you actually bought the joint in a store yeah I bought them in a store oh yeah and still outrageous yeah yeah oh it is outrageous it was a it was like a little more than a gram I think I said like one yeah this is a couple of people in the city I know that are growing the shit now and they've almost got it down to a science and this year is even better with should I get a ounce for like 75 bucks? That's crazy. Yeah, well, but this is last year's weed. So it's yeah. last year's, but he's got a mason jars in the freezer and everything else. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is all he's trying to get a last year's stock. It's just outrageous. I'm just waiting for the old dispensaries to start opening up. Yeah. I mean, you know what? The only guys are all so you can get them for so much cheaper yeah, oh, and yeah. they're being taxed and everything else. Because you'll never get like a grant. No. Well, it's tough but to get a grant. The deal is not something. They ain't bucks. Two grants a ten. I've gotten two grants a ten before. I know it's a ten. It's 
Yeah, but it was like an on another level in California because I was smoking a lot of weed out here, and I went out there and I couldn't even finish a joint, Fuck and I was you. done. I was gone. I haven't smoked anything in like three or four months. It's gonna be like a one hit wonder, and the worst was uh, they're doing the edibles. And of course, I don't know my limits. So I'm like, I eat half an edible. I'm like, eh, ain't doing nothing. Me, let me eat the other half. And before you know it. Like this past winter, we had the big storm. I'm sitting there, I'm looking at the snow coming down <laughs> in the window, and I, I knew I had to piss, and I couldn't climb out of the chair. It felt like I was like suctioned <laughs> to the chair, and I couldn't get up. And the dog's like sitting there, he's Wait, like, so looking at What about the snow? The snow, like, felt no, like. Well, the snow's falling, it's like, it's crazy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're just And like, the dog wasn't going outside, I'm like, look at that, I go, I can't get out of this chair, I gotta piss and everything else. Next thing I know, my wife's going downstairs like 2 30 in the morning. I'm outside shoveling with the dog outside in my shorts. No shirt, no shoes, no I was wasting. What I realized is I took like at 80, 80, like a whatever, 80 grand, uh, milligrams? 80 milligram freaking. I'm like, I could never do that shit. I'm a one hit of a regular journal fucked up. Yeah. And like the day before that, I drank a lemonade. It was like one of these lemonades, 120 gram lemonade. Oh, lemonade. So I don't even know about any of this shit. So I'm like sipping, I'm like, ah, this is nothing. <laughs> Take another sip. It ain't hit me. They're like, oh, just relax. Wait like 30 minutes, see if it hits you. I ended up drinking a whole ball of lemonade. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm hallucinating. I'm on the toilet, no clothes on. And people are like looking at me in the window. Making fun of me, like yeah. singing in the backyard, everything else. So, yeah, so pretty much, I, I haven't touched any weed in like three or four months. 120 milligrams is a lot. lot. I brought edibles home from California and they were 10 milligrams each, and I'd eat half of them. I ate half of one on the plane, and it kicked in when we were on a layover in uh, Houston, and I was bugging out. I was so paranoid. I was just freaking out, and I looked over, and there was a uh, you know those like Asian cat things that wave? Yeah. yeah. There was a wall with like a thousand of them, and they were all waving like at the exact same time. And I've never seen, I've never bugged out more in my life seeing that like on this edible in the airport. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, those uh, things are crazy. I mean, uh, I I really prefer the edibles because it's like a nice body high. Yeah. Opposed yes. to like I want to go to sleep or I want to eat everything in the refrigerator. You know? yeah, I, don't I, get I always loved edibles, edibles too, but. They are dangerous because you can't uneat them, and it hits you an hour later. So it's like well, yeah. you overeat, you and you don't, you don't know. know. Yeah, you don't know when to stop because you keep thinking it's not hitting you anymore. Well, you don't know your limit. I've, I've yeah. learned from my mistakes in the past. Now I'll eat one gummy bear. I guess yeah, I'll put my wife when she had a shoulder surgery. Of course, they're all afraid of like the drug problems and nowadays the dogs don't want to prescribe anything. So they give her like a five milligram like painkiller. I ain't gonna do nothing once. They never her shoulder for 24 hours. Now all of a sudden, when it when it comes off, she's in like dire pain. Yeah. I will give her a couple of edibles. I tried one of those three coming. That was perfect. That was good for like three or four hours. Yeah, it lasts a while. So I mean, it, that's a big thing opposed to some of the shit they give people. Oh, I mean, yeah. you, you do stuff like that where you're not a fucking like whacked up. That's the whole problem with the heroin shit. You know, they give these people so many pills. A lot of these people are normal people. They take. Shit loads of pain pills, now they're addicted to shit and they can't get off and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, happens to everyone. We're going to talk about uh, the, the last time, Father's Day. We're going to talk about this show. What did you guys think of that? Oh, that was yeah. great. That was fun. So, uh, people don't understand. So, a lot of the guys here talking, 
Never been to a, like a metal hardcore show. We're we're total millennials. And so and that was the first concert. We're not average millennials. I consider myself to have an old school mentality because I hate my generation. Well, it's because of the way you were brought up. Yeah, you were brought up by a good family, good good parents, good grandparents, and everything else. So you grew up a little bit better. So. But yeah, we like I I was listening to Metallica and shit, but I had never been to like a real metal concert. Actually, no. I went to Slipknot when I was very young. Yeah, when my dad, really but it was at like Comcast. It was like we sat down. It was not that fun. So for Father's Day, uh, yeah, my uncle and all his friends wanted to take us to his metal What was that? Yeah, it was, it, was more, it was more hardcore than, and more like punk rock than it was metal. But it was so, so it was gangrene and... Um, I don't want to call my Reagan, but it was uh, instead of one of them. Uh, I'll think of it in a minute. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I'll think of it in a minute, but it was like a hilarious because we were all here that day at the show, and we were drinking Bloody Marys at like nine or ten in the morning, and then I went, you know, I went to my parents' house and uh, like forty miles away, and I was. Throwing seaweed on me, scaring the kids, acting like a fool. I went home and passed out because I was so drunk. And then uh, I come back home, and all these people like breaking down my door at five thirty in the afternoon. Like, hey, let's go. We gotta go to a show. So it was municipal waste. It was municipal waste and gay green. And if you don't know about municipal waste, they're like a real body man. And uh, it was great because a lot of these guys never experienced nothing. And me, all my buddies I grew up with, we, you know. And people talk about moshing or well the pit. They see like videos from like the war tours. Yeah, that's fucking that's amateur hour. I mean, we did shit back in the day. I mean, if you're leaving a bloody nose or your your face half tore up or a broken rib or diving off the stage, we did this shit in the eighties, long before all these people. You know, a lot of these places have closed out since. So that show was great, and I love. See you guys and yeah, I staged that twice. <laughs> Whooping you on oh, top yeah, of the crowd, on top of people, the and first, uh, the first time was great. The second time was so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got boot prints all over your back. Yeah, back that I, I also got pushed into the mosh pit and not remembering anything, just being on the ground and Jake having to save me. Yeah, I had to literally. I, mean, I still don't know who pushed me. He was getting. No one, no one fessed up to it, but someone pushed me in, and I legit was probably fucked out. I think it was him because I got knocked out straight up, and I was on the ground, and I used had to pull me out because I was getting stomped. Oh, I just saw he was getting walked all over. I, was, I, 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 I get home pull him out to this day. If I go in my room right now, I still have that white shirt with the footprints on the back. It's you can walk. about the hardcore shows you were growing up with me and your dad and everybody else. You get knocked down the first first priority is just grab the guy and yank him up, you know? Yeah, yeah. It ain't like that nowadays. And all these people, they take a marsh pit, go to Metallica or a Megadeth concert. I mean, that's not a fucking marsh pit. I mean, your old school stuff, CBGBs, the living room in Providence back in the day, you know, places in California. Those were the original places where bands would love to go play, even though they only have two or three hundred people. You don't get the same atmosphere as when you're in a big arena or a venue that's old for yeah, that was a good time. I'd go to I'd go to a concert. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, maybe not. You day could call. I, that, no, you could call me. Next day, I work was very, very bad. I don't even care. You could call. You could call me on a Tuesday and say there's a concert. All right, I'm going. We lived there when we were kids. Back in the day, we lived there. We were there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights. On school nights, we're still in high school at the time, and we just go
Because you don't have the internet to tell you who was playing. Yeah, yeah. So if you didn't pay attention to the posts that were posted for the upcoming shows, it would just show up there. And we've seen the craziest shit. I've seen shit from... The best time I've had there, I've seen... There was a girl, um, she was actually in a lot of movies. Uh, Wendy O. Williams. Uh, she was in, like, uh, reform school girls, like... 80s like stupid movies, you know, it was just like more boob shows and everything. She shit in the fucking trash can in, in the manager's office. Um, I had uh, another time, I remember a friend of mine, Sean, he um, did a big, 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 big party after Faith No More. It might have been Faith No More or it might have been one other band, but this girl's outside, she goes on the tour bus, all these guys, she comes out, she's all screaming and yelling. And the living room, you gotta imagine, it. so it was like 30 feet above the pocket line. You can look down at all the people walking down these big metal steps leaving out of the place. And I see I see one of the bouncers with a flashlight, he's flashing on the ground. Now she's taking off her top. She was taking off her top inside, inside, inside the club. And uh, some kind of whole honey, your boobs hanging out and she fucking maced him. <laughs> he's screaming, yelling. She goes outside, she goes on the top bus, go all in, and now she Makes her way down the station in the pylon, she's screaming, you know, chest taking off all the clothes. Now she's completely naked, dancing. This is one of the Providence Place Mall is now today. And um, there was a light flash on her, so my buddy Sean runs out and goes, oh my God, I, I, he sees something. I'm like, oh, I didn't see nothing. He runs all the way down the stairs, and he reaches down between her legs and pulls the fucking, he saw her shrink on the flashlight. He pulled her tampon right out of her snatch. So I'm whipping it through the end. Now this girl's running after him up and down the street, naked. She's 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 like running forever, going after all, all this shit. That was fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we still talk about these stories. I, I'm telling the story now, 30 years later, and it's just as funny as if they had happened. You know. So what was there? Got to witness all all these crazy stories. So you can never get away with that. No, I don't know. That actually reminds me though, uh, Russ was telling me a story of a mosh pit. He's, I think he said it was Rain and Blood was the song that played. And you were there from what I heard. Yes. And Slayer. I need, yeah, it was Slayer. I need to hear that story on the other point. Because what he said is uh, they cut the lights out and all he said is he could have easily lost his life. Is what he so. You gotta remember these clubs. These are small, cadets clubs, so it's like two, three hundred people. But the living room in Providence in the 1980s, it closed right before, I think it might have closed the spring of 1990. I'm not sure as short as that day. But it was our CBGBs. New York has CBGBs. It was a home of punk rock, home of everything. Everybody played there from the police to fucking Ramones, Blondie. Everybody played there. But the other. Go a little bit further north, there was another club as nostalgic as that was in the living room. So everybody fucking played there. I mean, I see Megadeth there, I see Guns N' Roses at the living room, booed off the stage, no one even fucking cared. I see Megadeth, I see Metallica there, I see Motorhead there in 1986, right around Christmas time. So, the night Metallica was playing, it was Season of the Abyss that came out with the album, and uh, it was 1989, early 1990. They were going on a big, like, monsters of rock fucking tour. We're all overseas because, listen, the U.S. is lame when it comes to that shit. They can go play these fucking festivals in Germany. You got 50,000 people over there. So I was sitting above the bathrooms. You remember, you walk in the, the club, the bars on the left-hand side. 
the bathrooms were way in the back. The, the, the fucking sound guy was in the back, right by the bathrooms. Then it was all over the floor, but it wasn't as big as you think it is. You know, three hundred people, three hundred fifty people. So I'm sitting above the bathroom, and I'm recording the place. I used to do all the bootleg things. Uh, my, my buddy Go hooked me up with all this shit. I can like fucking tapes, but I won't show you my age. So. Oh, yeah. And we knew Slayer was coming on, so I started to record him above the bathroom. And I hear, talk, talk, talk. Talk, talk, talk. And now Rain of Blood starts off. Everybody knows if you're a fan of Slayer. And it's like, But there was no lights on. And all, and it finally is, and it just goes into the main thing. Whenever the lights came on, there was fucking bodies like flying out the side door that should have been open. The doors are cracked right over. People are just, and just fucking fist flying. The, the guys that were doing a sound like falling off the fucking stage. People are going through like the back men's bathroom, the ladies' room. People get smushed against the fucking but It was total chaos and there was nothing they could fucking do about it. Russ told me he had to climb up to the ceiling on uh, the pipes because he was on the ground getting stomped. Yeah, and he so, said all he saw was like lights flashing because he was just getting kicked in the face and stomped. And he just climbed up and he said when the lights clicked on, there was like 30 people just hanging on the ceiling with him. Yeah, well, that was the whole thing. I That's mean, because they were just all bloodied up, bleeding, just hanging up on the well, ceiling. I mean, on the, the whole plate. place went ballistic when the, when the song started. And when the lights went out, they couldn't get it back on. Whether it was the guy on the side, the guy doing the lights uh-huh. on the stage. He got fucking knocked over. I mean, everybody got smashed over. I mean, it was like total chaos. Now, there's a band that plays to five, six, seven thousand on a normal basis. People, when they go to a festival, they're playing fifteen to sixteen thousand people. They're playing a club with three hundred people. Yeah. If you didn't get a ticket long before, and this is like I said, it's before the age of the internet, so you had to go there buy a ticket. We had to walk into like a record store and buy a ticket. If you're gonna have it, you're fucked. Yeah. Whatever the light came on, and I don't have the tape anymore. I wish I still had the tape and they were like redone. But when the the lights come on, you heard the bootleg tape that I had, and all you hear me yells, Holy shit! Did you see just people flying everywhere? Listen, I didn't get down for half the fucking show because I was fucking scared for my life. They were on on top of these people. And you can do there were people in the background, you never had any problem going to the bathroom. Yeah. The Marshfield was by the stage. Yeah. We did a wall of death, crushed people in front of the city. Never got anyone in a soundboard. It was so fucking crazy that there was fucking people falling over and getting stomped on by the fucking bathroom. There was people getting whacked coming out of the men's room. There was nothing you could do about it. So when Russ says it, I remember people hanging from the ceiling. Um, but I remember more at a Ramon show I went to uh, like a year earlier. But um, What happened yeah, there? It was at a, a club right around the corner called the Campus Club. And um, so it was a guy that was a real famous guy in uh, 94 AGY, one of the originals of the Metal Zone in Providence. They, the show ran for like 30 years. It was like, it's so why everybody came on this show. It was like yeah. the biggest influence for, for metal. I mean, even bigger than New York, anywhere in the in the country, they were like the biggest promoters. And, uh, the Ramones played, it was their 15th anniversary tour, so if they started out, whatever year it was, so they started out in like 74, 75, 76, whatever it was. It was like, 
1990, whatever the show was, and it was an old bowling alley. The camping club was an old bowling alley, so you still had the, the floors, so that the, the slick floors. They opened up. People were trying to run. I remember. I, I remember. Uh, Dr. Metal, like, running, he had a couple, he had his hair on his two fucking bras, like, he was fucking cool, you know, right? He tried to hop in the pit, you know, they're doing a few few things, and people, now that place, the living room only had, like, four or five, like, heating pipes go through. The canvas club was loaded with it, it was exposed ceilings. So, everybody's hanging from the thing, dropping out of the pit, but I remember him, like, slipping, falling, busting his ass, you know. I laugh about it now, but the poor guy, he died, you know, in the station, I caught fire. You know, he was on stage with Grey White when it started, and uh, he never made it up the stage once the fire started. He got killed along with, you know, the 99 people. You know, so. But he was a nice guy, he was a super nice guy, but I can always flash back on it, you know, him being, he was a little goofy, you know, and, uh, you know, he brought, he had his two chicks around him, so he's in front of him. And he like falls, and he slips on the floor, but once, a, you know, the parquet floor gets a little wet, forget it, you're on. That's why when you see a basketball game, they're always wiping it, you know, the guy falls out sweating, he busted his ass, you know. I think about that, I laugh, you know, but then I think about that, you know, I want to get the memorials when they dedicated the place and everything else. Yeah. Where was that happened? Uh, it, it happened uh, in Rhode Island, station I come from. Um, so, shit, it's been 60 years now, so... I don't want to quote the date wrong. What year it was? 2002. Were you about to go or? No, no I would. No. I would. Uh, you know. You know what's funny is a lot of people tell the stories of the station I come by, and you have all these people saying, "Oh, I was on my way there. I was going to do this. I was going to do that." But the amount of people that say they're on their way there, so it was like 400 people at the show, 350 to 40 people there at the show. The amount of people that said they were on their way there, they could have sold out the Progress Civic Center for 12,000 people. You know what I'm saying? So a lot yeah, of people, you yeah. know, wanted to, yeah, wanted to put themselves yeah. in the moment, you know, yeah. just like when you have an intro, oh my God, you know, my life's so tough right now, you yeah. put on Facebook and things are rough right now, or oh, my back's sore and everything else. <laughs> Instead of people saying, you know, I hope you feel better, though, oh yeah, my finger hurts too. They can't just fucking. Yeah. Let you have your moment about complaining that you got saw or something, and they just run their fucking suck about oh, my back, my this, this, that. So it's just yeah. like any like like event that happens. You, say, well, you talk about that, they got thrown. They were doing that second. Yeah. Oh, I remember exactly what I was doing. I was stuck in traffic in Boston on my way to work. I used to work at a ten to six shift when I was on the police department on the transit police in Boston. And uh, I remember being in traffic, and I, I heard the first thing come across at like 8.45. So they knew it was a terrorist attack at that point. They're like, they sent me to the Prudential building. They're like, oh, well, shit's gonna happen. Like, they're gonna attack the Prudential. There's a million fucking targets that are gonna hit the fucking the country at that time. But you know, they ended up raiding a couple of hotels right next to, right next to the fucking place that happened. Um, yeah, so I mean, what we do, God, we're talking about. How people are like, ah, you know, oh, my back hurts. Oh, I fucked up my arm. I just had a surgery. Instead of people saying, I hope you feel better, you yeah. always get these fucking people. It's always about, it's always about them. That's another thing. That's what I said. Social media is made for you just to, you know, have fun, you know, make friends, get to know people. And these people, it's just me, 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 me. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, my, my foot hurts too. I stubbed my fucking toe chasing after, you yeah. know, my, 
my lobster that I fucking fell out of the pot. Or whatever, whatever the fucking stupid thing is, you know? It's just like, why can't you just let it be, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Let it be a memory. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I barely use social media. Like, I'm on it all the time, but I don't really post much. No. Because I just can't stand people. Like, you're still using it. This girl I went to high school with who, she posts everything she does in her daily mm-hmm. life as if we're following her life like, like she's we a Kardashian get. or something. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit like, yeah, no, we don't. what you have to say. If she starts showing her snapper and her, you know, her titties, maybe, yeah. you know. Maybe you know, that'll, like, maybe that'll yeah, look my, a little my, more. My, yeah, it might change a little more, you yeah, know. Girls well, be doing that. They well, get private, they get like private snaps and you gotta pay money to, to follow them. Well, it's not real, actually. And I know a girl that's from New Bedford. Yeah, it is that. crazy that stuff's going on. Oh, keep talking about this because I, I didn't know about these private snaps. I'm <laughs> yeah. old. I might, might want to pay a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you get the cops talking to you. No, nah, these girls are really young and it's, it's actually child porn like it actually is like I know a girl who was doing it when she was 17 she was in my shop there's a lot of that shit and that's that's and she she'd be blunt about it saying oh yeah the people I send pictures to are like older men in their 40s I'm like well yeah 17 she's with it so like would she get in trouble for that like would she get in trouble I don't know Knowing how today is, she probably wouldn't get in trouble. It'd probably just be whoever paid for it. I was but, no, see, I know, no. I know about you know Snapchat. All those cam girls that do that. Yeah. Kind well, of I, like, I see these things that when people are fighting and going to these fucking silly things, but no. Not, well, no, I, I, I there was a like, I was like, there was a girl in my shop that was seventeen, and she, she was seeing straight out telling us like I send pictures on Snap to older guys for money, like and the guys I mean Snap and they have wives and kids like. I mean, they know, she knows that, like, they know that she's 17 and shit, like, and they actually pay money, that's her job, that was her job at the time, she had a car, she had two paying, like, and that was, that's what she did. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. That's the problem, that's what social media wasn't made for. No. Uh, but people are trying to make entrepreneurs of themselves, and oh, do whatever they else, but it's... I, I just hate my generation, like, I feel like you can't meet people, like, like, for you to meet a girl when you were young, you just go out and you yeah. just meet people. Nowadays, like, you can't, I feel like you can't even I do that. I call her on the telephone. If the phone was busy, I had to wait a half hour, 45 minutes for her sister. Now it's all these dating apps. I told her so I, I fucking hate these dating apps. They piss me off. You spend all this energy swiping on all these chicks and then you finally match up with one that's good looking and they just stop answering. After like you're having a good conversation, they just stop dating for no reason. Monkey, that whole that whole app's a monkey branch. They see they they on you. They're like, oh, this dude's good looking. They just want they get another match with a, a good shit person. They she thinks look better. Boom, now. And I hate it. texting or messaging because you can't have a real conversation. I can't. I don't learn anything about. I can't learn anything about you texting. And you get these girls. All, they want to text you for two weeks before they're even willing to meet you. Texting is another fucking thing. It's, a, it's another thing that's killed this whole generation. I'm not shitting on your fucking generation. Oh, you can shit on them. I shit on them yeah, all day. Yeah. But here's the problem. I'll text it. And they just want to keep fucking texting. Texting. The minute you call them on your phone, oh, what? What? It's like, hey, fuck off. I can get this conversation done in 30 fucking seconds yeah. by calling in the phone and getting all this, discussing all this shit with you. People will purposely ignore my call. They'll just automatically send me the voicemail and they'll text me directly after the call like fails yeah. like what do you want like just pick up the phone you would have knew what I want 
sometimes. But what it's done is stop people from socializing. They can't even fucking meet people in person, not to talk to people. Yeah. They don't know how to fucking talk. I prefer to meet people in person. I could talk your ear off if, if we have a real conversation in person at a bar. But you put me on this like stupid dating app and I don't know what the hell to say to you. I don't even know what you really look like. I know what your best picture looks like with your filters on it. But I don't even know what you really look like. So I can't bust your balls. I can't have a real conversation with you. No, you can't, but you can't be funny because it's all about the jokes, all about how you say it. Exactly, it's about how you say it. And when you read a text, you're reading it and how you think they're saying it. You never really know. And I'd be texting my friend or something and I'll be like, oh, where are you? think I'm giving them attitude. <laughs> like, where are you? And I'm actually saying, oh, where are you? But yeah, exactly. it, it, it's all about how I always hate Every no argument I... God forbid, if we ever went to war nowadays and we needed a shitload of people, you can't fucking rely on this fucking generation. Mm-hmm. And and it's true. What you got to rely on is poor America, minorities, and the people from the South. You ain't going to get it from all these fucking people nowadays. I joined up and it was because, you know, I was I was a carpenter. I went to school for carpentry. I did good on it. I was an asshole in fucking school. I did everything to fuck with everybody. I was a class clown. Everybody fucking laughed and they still talked about it. But it's good. 30 years later, I still have people tell me, oh, you're a fucking great high schooler. And I did my job. That's, yeah. that's what I meant out to do, to be a cool boy. Yeah. But you, you look at it now, I, I, I did all the work and the market dried up. 
All that money was just spent on just going out. Hey, you could be in Portugal. You want to be in Portugal? You want to take a, uh, a flight to Paris? It's like eighty dollars. When I was in Belgium, when I was in Ireland, it cost me forty-two dollars to fly to Belgium. Yeah. All right. Once it there, there's so much to see. I might have to do that. Corporate greed. Next trip is probably zero, Corporate greed. There's so much shit. We can cover this ship for five, six hours talking about anything. Healthcare. You talk about healthcare, no matter people. Uh, people always. Uh, another thing in Belgium. So my buddy owns a tattoo parlor in Belgium, and uh, I met him on a monster rock group years ago. So if he makes ninety thousand dollars a year, fifty-five to sixty percent of his money go to taxes. So he's he's making thirty grand for himself. All the rest go to taxes. If you want to go to college, four years. Get a fucking bachelor's degree, it's gonna cost about fifteen hundred dollars. With my kids, on average, it's gonna be about one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand dollars. So you tell me the difference in that. Um, medical, that's all different. Hey, look at the people we get it. Oh, we we tout this, we tout that. Uh, we have free health care. Yeah, they're waiting three or four months for a fucking MRI. You know what I'm saying? They're paying five dollars for a gallon of gas. So guys, they always agree on this. There's so much shit that goes on. There's so many surgeries that come up. There's, there's fun surgeries that come up. Like, some of the sloppy bitches. You're on that site with me, with the Inappropriate Boys Club. Are you on that site with me? What on? Uh, inappropriate Facebook. Boys Club on Facebook. Oh. The Biff? crazy one. No, no, I'm not Biff. No, it's like I'm Biff not on, on that steroids. <laughs> no, you gotta add oh, me too. Oh, I gotta add you to that site. You'll never find it. You can do a uh, search of this, whatever this gets, whatever this gets posted. You can do a search of this. You can do whatever. You'll never find a site, but it's like, you know, and, uh, and a lot of these guys, it's a site out of Canada. These guys are all bitching the point. But you know what? Bitches is bad. Yeah. So no matter where you're at, it's fun. You guys must have some fun stories about when you were you were young. I, I could tell you a million fucking stories of. into the house. I'm frozen. I'm legit in shock right now. Right, pale. Pale. pale I was frozen because my pale dad. Already yeah, exactly. <laughs> you think I can get more pale? I was even more pale. And my dad's pissed, right? 
because uh, the first thing he says is, what you guys do? And he, we were like, we were running into the street. He was like, what the fuck? He was so mad because he thought that like we would legit cause the accident that we were running in the street and stuff like that. So did we, cause it. Yeah, no we didn't actually because the girls were actually drunk. It was it was a bunch of teenage girls yeah. and they didn't know the bend and they just went straight to my fence. And they, they didn't even mention us. Like they didn't mention us at all to the cops. They were dog drunk and passing out. <laughs> we, we fucked around so much. We terrorized a poor neighbor. I didn't even know he was a Vietnam vet until he killed himself. Oh, yeah, that's awful. I heard that story about that guy. Oh my god, we used to terrorize That's that so dude. bad. Yeah, and the worst thing that I didn't do, you did, was flash a laser pointer through Oh yeah, we were in, uh, when they had the little tree fort right here. We used to go to the, I used to climb up to the roof and we'd have a laser pointer. And we'd aim right in this window on his TV. And he just, you'd see everything going on, he'd stop bugging out, and then he'd come out and just stop flipping out. And yeah, one day it was the worst thing. One day he came out and got off of his porch, so we were all like, oh shit. We were like 12, maybe even younger than yeah. that. We were probably like, we I probably weren't even 10. No, we were so young. I just we were so sitting right there, we and hearing a knock at the door, and We I would just run straight up to Ronnie's room, <laughs> and then just stare out the window, and just watch. Everything go down, the chaos go down, and he'd like start pounding on the door, and then his dad would come to the door, and he just start flipping out. I was like, oh, guns have those things, what are you, what are yeah, those we, doing? Yeah, the thing is, we used to fuck with them, but the th other thing is, we didn't know. No one told us he was in the I, I Oh, when you're young, you don't, you don't know a lot about that shit. There's still yeah. a stain on the side of that house that from, from your brother. From the peanut butter thing? Yeah, he like slapped the peanut butter sandwich to the side of his house and like the right oil stained there. Wait until you get older, you can't blame yourself for anything. Yeah, when I got older, before he died, I'd say hi and stuff. Yeah. But I seen his dead body for a week, a whole week, not knowing he was dead from when I go to school. Because every morning, I'd pull, every morning when I went to high school, I'd pull into his front yard to turn around. And for the week before he died, um, I'd see his head in the same spot, leaning in the window. And then used to, that was his couch right there. Yeah, he yeah. never used to sleep on his couch. I see for a whole week in the same spot until my dad's house is right against that window. Hey, it goes to show you loneliness, right? Guys fucking there, no one heard from. 45 minutes. That's basically a show. Um, you have anything you want to do? Why, you want to actually plug the shit for once? I'm done. Yeah, if you need any more shit, not enough shit. Not enough shit. <laughs> well, you gotta tell them what your, what your stuff is. Dude, I already put it in. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming. Yeah, on. no worries. I'm, I'm glad to do it again. I, oh, yeah, sure. We even cover shit tonight. I got. A, oh yeah. I got a million fucking five million stories that fucking tell you. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into the shit some more the next time. And, uh, yeah, for sure. I talk about everything. We, I mean, uh, we can take different hot topics and people's questions, cover certain shit. Do anything from album reviews. We can, we can fucking. Once we get this posted yeah, yeah, and we get yeah. like a little fan base going, we can absolutely have more to talk absolutely. about. I love doing. I had a list. Better. I lost it. I don't know where I put it. 
But I had a bunch of videos I wanted to pull up and shit. Just to like talk about, but I, I couldn't find it. So. You should do a reaction video stuff, like live yeah, like, stuff. Well, well, we'll definitely videos. have you on again because this was Yeah, fun. yeah. This was absolutely. actually a good. It was a good we, show. We just about anything or coverage, just about anything, you know? Nah, rare. Yeah, yeah. But. Full 45 minutes without like stopping. Yeah, because every other show we've done, but. We had pauses that we'd have to cut out because it'd be just like yeah. me and him talking, and then he'd run out of shit to talk about. But you oh, get I mean, I mean, I could go on and on and on with all kinds of fucking. Oh, shit. I know this. So much. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, we get talking, and just the guys talking, we can fucking get in the stories. It's just hilarious. It's just, well, yeah, so many stories just happen because we we cover a certain subject, but there's this stuff. We didn't come any of the crazy shit when I was a cop and some of the crazy fucking shit I seen. I was in the military and the crazy shit I seen or did. You know, so. Yeah. And then, you know, if people want to ask questions, you pose up a certain things, people will talk about anything, you know, we can answer the questions, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah we'll definitely have you on again, so this was a good time. Alright, so we're done.